another episode of God Built This Podcast. I'm your host, Maxine, and we're on episode 189. Enough. Enough with the Bill Cosby shit. I just came across, I haven't watched it. I don't think I, I'm going to, um, but there's this new docu-series of Bill Cosby yet again, and this time it's called We Have to Talk About Bill Cosby. No, we don't. He's been released. It's been freed. It's been cleared. Um, a lot of the allegations don't add up. And the ones that did, let's just say that, the ones that did, you got to understand the culture. You know, just last episode I was talking about how Tyra Banks was on this popular show or, she, you know, she had her popular show, America's Next Top Model, and she as well as her fellow judges on the show, ridiculed and critiqued and spoke down to many of these women. And that was just what it was back then in the early 2000s. And especially during um, that time in the model industry. So a woman who was a size four was considered a plus size model back then and a woman um remember the one i was talking about her name is robin and she's from memphis tennessee and um her body type was similar to i described this similar to that um that woman i was talking about now i'm forgetting um sarah the one oh my gosh i was just talking y'all know who i'm talking about but the one who i was talking about last last episode and she resembles just um this this slave essentially this this slave black woman this enslaved black woman sarah oh my gosh sorry this is bothering me I, i'm gonna say her name but i'm gonna describe her real quick so basically with her sarah hobby um um Anyway, so she was a she was an enslaved black woman, and because of her protruding butt, she was seen as a freak show, and was brought along on circus um, events, and was um, now see I just vote Sarah Big Butt, <laughs> and I'm. <laughs> <laughs> They're showing me some like I'm gonna say slave Sarah H Circus Um Sarah Bartman Gosh that why was that so hard Sarah Bartman But yeah so the woman resembled a Sarah Bartman because of her protruding hips and her buttocks and um, her upper body being more on the slim side while her lower body was a bit wider. This is not a look that was at all celebrated nor encouraged back then in the early, in the early 2000s. So, of course, she was going to be ridiculed. Of course, she was going to be 
seen as ugly and just not good enough and it's just disgusting and it's disturbing to watch it and even back then when I was younger it was disturbing to watch it then but unfortunately back then it was what it was that was the norm that was expected and it was very foolish of you to even think to go into this industry thinking that your out-of-the-box look won't get criticized so you know I stand for the dragging of Tyra Banks that is happening on social media from time to time regarding just these resurfaced clips of America's Next Top Model and how she was just not at all on the right side of history to say the least and her supporting just this like self-hatred really like um, going back to Yaya, how Yaya is an African, like a direct African-American. And what I mean by direct, like she knows her lineage. She knows where her people come from. She's proud of it. She's not one of those black Americans who all I know is my grandma's from North Carolina, right? And that's no shot to those who are like that. But there are a lot of black Americans who don't know beyond that. And that's very sad, but that speaks to the history of our um, of our country and how their ancestors were snatched so abruptly that it just took away any opportunity to preserve their history, their culture, their tradition. So they had to come to this land um, or were already on this land with not much of a knowledge of their background, of their family history. So when you have a people who is not aware of themselves, of their character, of their lineage, of their power, all of that, you're easily swayed into doing things that are not honorable to who you are. So I got off on that tangent, <laughs> but going back to Bill Cosby, it was what it was. Quaaludes were in drinks, like, come on. <laughs> No, um, look, rape is never okay, right? I feel like I, I got to give these disclaimers in case there are new, new listeners here and some of you may not be familiar with my type of rhetoric and my disclaimers <laughs> or lack thereof. I just like to laugh. This is a comedy podcast. So at the end of the day, the beginning of the day, I'm going to find a joke and I'm going to add it in however I can. But like seriously, seriously though, from I, I really do mean what I'm saying in that it was just this, the culture of the time. You took these pills because these are love pills. They, they're happy pills. I, I just um, came across that terminology not too long ago like that's what they were called uh, don't you want to feel loved <laughs> what type of love you talking about don't you want to feel loved don't you want to feel happy so take these pills it'll make you happy it'll make you feel more loved and more filled with love so that was what it was. So us talking about it now, again, in 2022 of August, is just too much. This man is in his elderly age. 
He is of no threat to anybody. He's not quaaluding anyone. Where's his wife? I mean, I think she was always a mute. I don't know, but, like, I feel like I never hear from her. But, look, either way, I just feel like we just got to move on. And I haven't watched it, right? But you know how on YouTube, so it was apparently on YouTube. It's on Showtime. That's the platform in which it was released in um, or where it's licensed. But I also see on YouTube the full episode is there as well. So I'm like, okay, that's interesting. So yeah, I guess they just like share it amongst these platforms. And you know, on YouTube, before you click the video, you get to see the like the clip art of the video. And in the clip art, I see this woman, this white woman who is tatted up, both arms tatted up like, okay, girl, you about to go on an arm wrestling challenge. Like she's tatted up, looking mad like dungy and stuff and like just unfeminine okay just like totally not a feminine you know girly girl attractive type of woman and you mean to tell me this woman here was raped by Bill Cosby like oh you mean to tell me that she was like put or she's still in fear that he could he could still cause some type of just threat upon her life now granted I'm sure you know she's changed along the years maybe at one point during the 80s or 70s she looked more feminine but I just find it very odd very odd to me how many of the women who are still speaking out against him today are like butch type of women you know like very just like grungy I'm tatted up. I got these like hardcore haircuts. It's just, are you a woman? Like, what's going on? What is a woman? You know, like, I want to ask them that question because I don't know what they go by at this point. And that's the point that I'm making. Like, they don't even, I, they're not identifiable enough for me to see okay that's a woman right there like it's just very strange to me so you I just find it very funny that these are the women who are coming out against him anyway just let it go we don't need to talk about Bill Cosby and I just think that that title (laughs) of the docuseries is so funny we need to talk about Bill Cosby no we don't we actually do not we actually can move forward it's over okay he won we moved on it's done. Let it go. Okay, let's talk about women being under attack. <laughs> After I say all of that. Um, so aside from the whole Bill Cosby thing, I still stand ten toes, ten, ten toes down on that opinion. But I do want to say that there are, um, there is an imminent threat against women. Okay. We are under attack, and I, I'm looking at it in so many angles, right? You know, I talk a lot about the erasure, erasure, am I saying that correctly? The erasure of women, of biological women. Um, so I talked a lot about that already, and the force that is trying to be put upon women who are not trying to follow the whole pronoun bullshit and um, 
you know, women's sports being under attack. That's not the angle I'm going to get into right now. But, you know, I've talked about that in many episodes previously. But what I want to get into is the city girl's lifestyle. What is a city girl, Maxine? What is a city? A city girl, well, we know what city girl, like who the city girls are, right? They're a duo rap group. And they are very, so they're from Miami, you know, they talk about like, you know, fucking niggas, sucking niggas, manipulating niggas, and, you know, getting them for their money and their cash, and, you know, it is what, you know, type of, that's the energy that they're on. Very flashy as well, and they pride themselves on getting a nigga, robbing a nigga, um, just using what they have to get what they want in the in the disadvantage of men. Now, there's this culture that is promoted that I'm recognizing more and more of women following suit, of women feeling like it is within their right to manipulate men and attack them, rob them, take them for, you know, what they're worth because the patriarchy, right? Because of white supremacy, because of everything else except self-accountability. But no, so go. Uh, let's reference the movie Hustlers, the one who has a very, um, very star-studded uh, cast. So we have J-Lo, Cardi B, Kiki Palmer, and so many other That Asian girl, y'all know her from Crazy Rich Asians and the other show that is no longer a show anymore, Rock Off the Boat. That was a good show, but I guess the Asian community didn't like that show. Like, come on. It was good. Off the Boat? I didn't realize they call Asians off the boat. <laughs> I thought that term was only reserved for Caribbean blacks. You know, so Haitians, Jamaicans, Trinidadians, like we were called off the boat, you know, so that's funny to me. You know, it's a shared experience. Okay, anyway, with city girls, though, city girls have a tendency of just being, I guess it's like a fuck girl, right? You know, there's fuck boys, now there's fuck girls. So anyway, going back to patriarchy, I think the encouragement with the city girls lifestyle is happening because of this idea that women has been women have been suppressed for so long and finally we have a voice finally we're owning our bodies we're owning our sexuality we're owning who we are and in that ownership we're gonna do whatever the fuck we want to do we're gonna kill our babies (laughs) Y'all know I had to. I had to add that in. That was funny, though. No, that was funny. We're gonna kill our babies as a contraceptive because we don't want to. <laughs> we don't want to be mother. <laughs> We're gonna do whatever the fuck we want. And look, on one end, I get it, right? You know, I think after a while, like if you've been in relationships with men and you've been hurt and abused and misused by these men, and you've gotten nothing from it, right? Like, at least be abused, but you get a Birkin bag, right? Like, at least, you know, those want to, 
<laughs> one of those scenarios. Like, would you rather cry in a Rolls Royce or a Honda Civic? Like what Future said. You know, maybe a Rolls Royce will be a little bit better. But no, ultimately your dignity is better, right? Ultimately your your pride, your character, your your self-worth is better. But anyway, if you had to choose this is the mindset that some some women have. They they feel like, well, look, if I'm going to give you my body, if I'm going to have sex with you, if I'm going to be in a relationship that is more of a benefit for you sexually, physically, then I'm going to make something out of it. So I'm going to hold you a hold you to the fire, right? I'm going to request and demand and mandate Broken bags, vacations, my bills paid, rent paid, you know, everything covered and luxurious goods. And I get it, right? I get the appeal. I get the appeal that this lifestyle, this city girl's lifestyle has upon our society. I get how Instagram will make you think this is all that matters all i need is a chanel purse is a a pair of ysl shoes is this cloud couch all i need is to look like these girls these girls that appear to look so perfect and loved and cherished and praised and i want to be that girl i want to be that girl that girl ends up dead. That lifestyle, what people don't say enough about this city girl lifestyle is you could end up killed. You gain so many followers and some followers are not right within their mind, right? They don't have all their marbles. They don't have all of their screws tighten up and they create this imaginary relationship with you that's obviously one-sided right and they they go off on they're jerking off every post that you post and mind you got to post a lot in order to upkeep with the algorithm in order to make your money online get your cut from instagram they're they're jerking off every every two days Shit, every day, because you probably post in every day, whether on your story or on your feed, okay? So now you have followers upon followers, you have comments on each post, you have your DMs popping and bopping, and many of your followers, or some of your followers at least, maybe not many, but some of your followers are crazy people, men who are incels men who have not been successful with women and instead of finding a real woman in real life in in like you know actual physical form in person they instead thrive off of creating a relationship with women online but again the relationship is only imaginary and is one-sided so in the case of Mercedes Moore, who's an IG model or who was an IG model, she was one of these city girls. She was one of these women who had many, many followers on Instagram. She was very attractive, but with her attraction 
it lured very creepy men. Um, and she was the typical built of what an IG model is, the stereotype of, now, you know, the fact that there is even a stereotype of, oh, she's an Instagram model. That's a thing now. Um, so, you know, she probably got some work done in her body to enhance this, to enhance that. And she looked the look and she was always either half naked or fully naked, but you covered a little bit, you know, some parts of her body, you know, rest in peace. But I think this is just an example of a cautionary tale that I feel is necessary to discuss. I don't want to necessarily talk down on her. I think, you know, a life loss is still a horrible and devastating experience for the survivors. But I feel like this story is something that needs to be discussed because I, I think about how much this lifestyle of city girls, you know, being half naked, getting men for financial gain only, and in doing so, right? You know, there are actual, um, I want to say establishments, but there's, there's understandings at least that are clear as day that I'm your sugar baby, you're my sugar daddy, we have an agreement, you come over twice a month, and in those times, I offer you, not offer you, but we are engaging in sexual intercourse, however that looks like, in whatever capacity, because that's the agreement, and in exchange of that, you're going to pay for my rent you're going to purchase me this chanel purse you're going to get me a new car like whatever that looks like right whatever the agreement is and this is very common and, and in many different areas so it's common here in houston it's definitely common here in houston it's common in miami new york like there's different like pocket areas in which this lifestyle is celebrated and encouraged. So, you know, I blame the city girl's lifestyle. I blame the music that is so popularized. So the music from Nicki Minaj, from Cardi B, from Megan Thee Stallion. Now, look, don't get me wrong. They have some bomb-ass songs and very, uh, very attracting like lyrics, right? Attractive lyrics where you could easily sing along. But if you really pay attention to the lyrics, if you really pay attention to what you're repeating time and time again from these artists, they're promoting this lifestyle. And it's easy to promote, oh, this lifestyle is the bomb because look at my nails. Look at the shoes that I'm rocking. Look at the bag that I have. Look at my fancy Mercedes Benz that I'm driving. Look at all these perks that I have from this lifestyle. But nobody really talks about, oh, you could get killed. <laughs> Hello? Is the mic on? You could get killed. You could get sliced in your throat, strang uh, strangled, pushed down a flight of stairs, and no one's, no one's having these conversations. Okay, so that's what happened with Mercedes Moore. Um, so let's go ahead and get into this story here that I just came across not too, uh, just a few days ago. But this took place last year, 2021. And um, its headline is titled, Popular Houston Instagram Model Found Dead in Richmond Apartment, Police Say. And Richmond, I know what that is. That's, um, is it Richmond near Sugarland? I believe? Yeah, when I lived in Sugarland. And I was seeing um, some nigga. 
<laughs> it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. But he lived in Richmond, I believe. Yeah, he lived in Richmond. Yeah, it was Richmond. He lived in Richmond. So, you know, so what's interesting about Texas, there's so many suburban areas here, and there's definitely urban areas as far as, like, um, like inner populated like city downtown areas but there's a lot of suburban areas and you would think in these areas it's safe right just because the stereotype of suburbia but nah it's <laughs> it's not it's really not like it may appear um, you know on the outside because it's a uniform look because the grasses are cut and you know there's a elementary school right behind your your house Nah, this you still gotta watch out and lock your doors. Anyway, a popular Houston Instagram model was found dead in a Richmond apartment in what investigators believe may have been a murder-suicide. It happened on Sunday afternoon at the Cortland Apartments located yada yada. The model, who was identified as 33-year-old uh, Janae Gagnier, who was known by... Um, who was known as Miss Mercedes Moore on social media, was found dead inside. Police say a man who, investiga who investigators believe is the suspect was also found dead. And the man here, they have a picture of him. He, I think he's Hispanic, but he may be a white man. Um, looking at his name, his name is 34-year-old uh, Kevin Alexander Ocolto. Okay, yeah, he's Hispanic. And, yeah, so he is the one who murdered her, and what took place was, I want to get into the details, um, so it was a murder-suicide, and um, what happened, so I read in something, okay, there was another article that I read that was more in detail, but I remember what the other, what the other article said, but I'm, I may not say it verbatim, but basically, I'm going to paraphrase, so basically, he was a stalker of hers, from to my understanding and that's what it said but now I'm wondering if he was actually a stalker you know now I'm wondering if they did have a particular type of relationship right like was he one of the niggas that she was you know using right maybe she did fuck him a couple times in exchange for money and luxurious goods like I don't know so I don't know if I ultimately believe that he was just a simple stalker um it could be more to that either way he um knew where she lived and here's the thing with these Instagram models and just like social media mavens like they it's difficult because you have to, in order to make money, you have to be very much um, open online, very transparent. You're presenting who you are at every second. You're tagging your location, and you may tag it at a later time, which is smarter, but which is smart, not smarter, but just smart. But either way, you have to share more information. So, like, if you purchase a new home, you may, you may um, take a picture of the outside of your house, but you may take it in an angle that covers the, like, the number of your house. But if you are someone who's very much a stalker, you could kind of piece together 
different photos and figure out and if you're already if you already know oh this person definitely lives in Houston she talks about being from Houston and H town baby yada 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 you could piece together like okay it looks like she may be in the Richmond area huh I'm gonna drive by I'm gonna drive by this area and compare and contrast the photos that she posted on her Instagram to what I'm seeing in front of me oh this looks like it may be where she lives okay so I'm going to park and wait until I see her and then boom I see her boom I got it that's where she lives right so and that's just I'm just thinking about that off the top of my head like I'm not even a stalker <laughs> but look I just I'm an, I'm an investigator and what I mean by that is I always like if I wanted to find the answer I could you know but just with anything, like if I'm like, oh, what was that Arthur? What was that actress name who was in that movie? I'm going to figure out, okay, the name, you know, that movie was a horror movie and it came out in 08. So I'm going to write down in Google horror movies in 08, black woman, afro hair, right? Maybe she was a character who had to have afro hair. And then I figure it out. Like I figure out the answer. So it's really not that hard, I feel like. It's really not that hard. It's pretty easy. But anyway, so he figured it out and found where she lived. Um, so he, I don't know what led to him inside her home. I don't know if he broke in. I don't know if she knew him, right? Again, like I, that's why I think maybe she knew him. Maybe she invited him in. And it was like a, you know, just a regular hangout time with this guy whom she may have hung out with before. So he's inside the home. One thing, leads, one thing leads to another. And I don't know what that one thing is. I don't know if they got into an argument. I don't know if it was an accident that led to something deadly. But uh, nonetheless, it ended in a murder-suicide. So the scene was... At the bottom of her stairs, that's where her body lied. And she died by strangulation and a concussion, I believe. So um, so it seemed like she may have been pushed down the stairs and was probably strangled to death. So he murdered her. And then after he murdered her, he took her lipstick and drew on her walls in her bedroom stuff like she lied to me like I wish I never met her um she told me she loved me like stuff like that in her lipstick on her wall so this just shows you what type of mental capacity this man is in or was in and he decided to end his life right after that um, rant on the wall so he got a knife and slit his throat so that ended up to be a murder suicide and what I just find just it's you know it's awful right it's awful it's disturbing it's it's freaky but you know so many questions come about like how did he get inside who is this man Right. Yes, we have a name, but who is he in relation to her? And I think it's easy to say just stalker and just like roll it off. But I think it's more than that. I think there was probably a relationship, you know, whether professional or personal 
there was a relationship well enough for him to be in her home. Now, granted, he could have broken, sure, but a part of me just feels like, considering the lifestyle that she was promoting online and just the culture that she was a part of and the large following that she has, I'm sure she had niggas paying for her, right? I'm sure she had men quick to give her whatever she wanted and maybe in those relationships she had to exchange something so for whatever the exchange was it led to this man here feeling very entitled to her feeling very much in love with her and feeling like they they deserve more so it's just very sad and I just you know of course we all have our um you know, personal responsibility, right? We could blame, like, I could blame the city girl's lifestyle, the culture that we're in, and how it's so encouraged for women to live this way and to go about life in this way. But ultimately, she, like, you are the author of your life, right? You know, of course, there's God, but then there's your free will. And I just, you know, I just wonder what can be done to stop someone, to stop a woman from getting involved into this lifestyle. So this is not just one and done, one isolated case. No, no, no. There's another case that I came across just recently, and this took place just a couple of weeks ago, nigga, of a woman named Felicia Johnson. Now, now quick shout out to my cousin Felicia for accomplishing a major goal. She's a homeowner now and I'm so proud of her so just a quick shout out because you know the name Felicia um but yeah so Felicia Johnson so not my cousin (laughs) this woman named Felicia Johnson she's 24 years old and she is missing now it is there's an update on the case and they believe that it is now a homicide investigation but prior to that she was not just missing but you know it was it was simply a missing case And let's get into her. So Felicia Johnson, she is a 24. And these these are black women, right? And yes, there are white women, Hispanic women who are involved in this type of lifestyle as well. Um, But these two are black women. So I'm just focusing on black women real quick. So this is a Houston missing persons case that that turned into a homicide investigation. Um... This Nigerian man, and I know he's Nigerian because I can't pronounce his name. Hello? And the first part of his name starts off with a chakwe, chakwe, which I believe from my previous Nigerian students will tell me that means God is with you, right? I don't think God was with this nigga. <laughs> I think God left this one. You know how God, you know how in the Bible it says, you know, I would never abandon you. Has you know, God said that. I don't know. Maybe with this guy is inapplicable because yeah, Chuckwe Buka was abandoned by God. Um, you know, he so he is a Nigerian man to say the least. <laughs> And he is a primary suspect in this 24-year-old's woman's murder. Her body has yet to be recovered. And it's just a horrible case. So let's talk about her. So she's 
um, 24. She was reportedly last seen leaving a job audition. Okay, this is some bullshit. So I watched a video on this, right? They did not just say job audition. She was in Houston from Cali. I believe it was from Cali because she's not from Houston. She flew to Houston for the purpose of getting a job and not just any old, you know, oh, I'm here to become a teacher. I'm here to, you know, become an engineer. No, 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 no. She wanted to become a stripper. Hello, is the mic on? She got, she had a job audition at a strip joint and they named the strip joint in this video. I just forget the name. But in this article, they're trying to clean it up. It's so funny how these, like, how articles in the media would write things in a way that is either disparaging to the person or not. And in this case, they decided to leave that tidbit. But that's a big part of this story here because your environment also plays a big part in your safety. So anyway, so she was uh, auditioning for a position at the strip joint and she didn't get the job. She did not get the job and she was upset about it. She ended up leaving the strip joint with a regular customer. Now, let's get into when she met this Nigerian because I believe he ended up becoming her Uber driver or he was that regular customer. I got to refresh my memory real quick, but either way, she came across this Nigerian guy. He wanted to, and I believe he was her Uber driver, I believe he was. Let me read this. Hold on. Let's see if it says it because this this um, article is trying to clean shit up. And new information released nearly two months after Felicia's de- Felicia Johnson's disappearance. Police identified the suspect in her murder as 28-year-old, which is a Nigerian, who has already been charged in the 23rd, da, 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 but isn't in custody. Got it. Johnson was reported missing from the Intercontinental Houston Medical Center Hotel because that's where she was staying. Again, she wasn't from Houston. She flew to Houston to secure this job. And so she was staying at this um, hotel. And, um, yeah, so the report was made after her cell phone covered in blood was found off the roadway in Bear Creek, Pioneers Park near Highway 6 and Clay Road. Additional investigation revealed Johnson left the hotel. There we go. So she left the hotel and she got in his vehicle. So from the video that I watched, because I don't think this article is going to tell us because they're trying to paint her in a different light, I believe. They're trying to paint. It's so funny. They're trying to paint her in a different light as if she didn't not to say this, but to say it as if she didn't put herself in a position where this type of activity is susceptible for her. So I, you know, I'm, I'm sorry that she is probably murdered. You know, I'm sorry that she's not found alive, but I think that, so I'm sorry, not, so no, no but, so that's a period. Next sentence starts now. I think if this environment wasn't around her, right, if she didn't put herself in this environment, if she didn't go to the strip joint to get this job, if she didn't, so she met this guy because he was her Uber driver. He dropped her off at the hotel. He wanted to spend more time with her, but um, she at first wasn't down for it. He offered her $500 
in hopes that she would say yes in spending time with him. She agreed. See how I'm talking about the city girl's lifestyle? Like, I don't care how broke you are. And $500 may feel like, okay, you know, it's a come up. I could get something off. It's, it's like, it should, your life should mean more, right? Your life, your safety should mean more than this $500. So because she, you know, she, she was still upset for not getting that stripper job and she's at this hotel, she flew to Houston to get this job and she didn't get it. She's probably already low on funds. And you have this guy willingly and uh, just very free to offer her $500. Okay? So she is just thirsty for the money. And I'm saying this respectfully. I'm, I'm just saying she is so in need of the money and in desire of this money that she decides to go out with this Nigerian. And no shots. I mean, you know, I always shoot at Nigerian. It's funny um, shooting at Nigerians, you know, respectfully. But anyway, so she shoots uh, so <laughs> she shoots at Nigerians, no. So she ends up accepting this time with him. And now, I'm looking at this picture of him, and I mean, I don't know. His build looks like – I don't see a full-length photo of him, so I'm not sure how he looks like, like fully stood up. But just based off of the – just this picture alone he looks like like he doesn't seem like a threat or a scary guy but he has some weight on him and just that alone and obviously you know biologically men are stronger than women there's that threat of oh he could possibly just end my life here so I don't know and, and, and I also just feel like if a man is just so quick to I just met you and I'm here to and I'm offering you five hundred dollars. I don't like that's already just too much. You know how when you're out, you know, for the women listeners, when you're out and you're at the you're at a bar, you have a guy approach you, he is complimenting you, he buys you a couple of drinks. Not to your demand, though, right? You didn't ask him to. You didn't beg him to. He just decides to buy you a drink or two. And that man is now feeling like, oh, you're my girlfriend now. <laughs> oh, we're together. <laughs> they start following you around the club. They can't stop talking to you. And they expect this loyalty that you should have now towards him because, hey, I bought you three drinks. You drunk my drinks. I even got you an appetizer. You're my girlfriend now. When it's like, no, nigga, I just, I mean, sure, I just got a free drink, right? You know, so now some, I feel like maybe there are some men listening like, well, you should never accept the drink. No, <laughs> you should stop. You should stop, though. I think it's a limit, right? I think it's, I think you could city girl a little bit, right? You could city girl a little bit. But don't take that nigga home. Don't, don't promise them the world. <laughs> because you have some men out here who are crazy and would take that very seriously and would end your life. So 
don't do all of that. But I think you can use your femininity in getting what you want, but don't abuse that because, again, you have some crazy people out here who are quick to see that as uh, just a, a big level of disrespect and would want to end your life because of that. So just that alone is enough. So now you have this man, you know, Chukawaka, talking about, I'm going to give you $500 for you to spend some time with me. If you're so quick to give me money, that should be already enough for me to be like, yeah, nah. The answer is nah. And I feel like at the very least, go out with, like, let three of your homegirls come with. Like, she didn't come to Houston with any friends necessarily. I think she only traveled here alone. I don't know. She knew people here that she could have been with. But she came here alone. She was at the hotel alone. And she went out with this man alone. And that resulted into her missing and into the case now becoming this homicidal investigation. It's just all disturbing. And all of this could have been avoided. It really could have been if you had not been sucked into this city girl lifestyle, into this lifestyle of greed, of materialistic gain of superficiality like all of these things that really don't mean anything right you're gaining all of the the riches and the glory and the fame and all of these things but your soul what about your soul let's get into that verse real quick well I, i'm gonna paraphrase it i don't feel like going down a whole rabbit hole of trying to find it and all this stuff but that's so that verse in the bible how it talks about you know what is it worth you know what is it worth when you gain the world but you lose your soul you know you gain all of the riches and the goods from the world but your soul is lost you have no identity you have no self-worth you have no confidence in yourself and your skills you don't know who you are you don't know whose you are and by that meaning you don't recognize that you have an inheritance from god so you're you're going through this life and you're trying to find success in other things. And though you may have material success, though you may have financial success, all of the successes in the world is still nothing when you don't have a soul. So I just feel sorry for people who feel like they have to succumb to that type of lifestyle. Like I just... You know, I think, you know, there's also this whole, well, I just want fast money. I, I need money right now. You know, I need to pay this. I need to pay that. You know, I got to make it. It's only me. I got to support my daughter. I, you know, whatever the reason is. I still feel like there's this lack of, lack of care that, hey, yeah, you may get the fast money. Yeah, you may get that car that's leased out to you, right? Because it's not, not like niggas are paying it in full and giving it out to you. No, it's leased. It's leased, ma'am. <laughs> but, you know, yeah, 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 you may get all that, but your life is in danger, girl. You in danger, girl. You know, shout out to Whoopi Goldberg from Ghost. But seriously, you are in danger. Like, I just don't – I shut up when I have, like – unattractive men holler at me 
you know, there's a difference between when, you know, it's sexual harassment when it's unattractive men hollering, um, but it's it's flattering when it's a man who's attractive hollering, right? You know, there's a difference. The one guy, I was walking somewhere in downtown here just literally the other day, and this guy's talking about, I don't know where he came out of. I don't know where he came out of. He came out of the gutter because I looked up and he was right there. I'm like, oh, oh hello. Um, so anyway, he was like, oh, you trying to get in? Because I was trying to get into this this building, but I needed to go through another side or whatever. And apparently he must have lived there. Oh, he must live there. And he's like, oh, are you trying to get in? I'm like, no. I just said no, cause I'm. <laughs> one thing about me, I'm gonna say no, right? I'm gonna say no. So I say no, and with these like scary, ugly niggas, when you even speak to them, when you even look their way, like look their way, they see it as an opportunity. Like, oh shit, oh let me go ahead and hop on right now. Let me hop on this ride, right? So though I said no to his answer to his question. He saw it as an opportunity to then say to me, he says, oh, well, hello, hello then, uh, hello. He, he, like, he does that. Like, I guess he got a better look at me or I don't know what it is. I don't know. But he starts to, like, l- speak like that. And I was instantly uncomfortable because, like, I, ca- I don't look at niggas in the eye sometimes. I really don't. I really don't. I think it's like a... It's a protection thing I do. It's a defense mechanism I do. I, I notice that. I don't look at people in their eye um, a lot. I, I, like, I, have to call, I have to intentionally, like, I'm looking at you in your eye. I'm making eye contact. But for the most part, I'm, I'm looking off. I don't know. I'm just, like, looking away. And I definitely don't do that to niggas on the street. Like, I'm looking away. <laughs> okay? Like, I, I don't see you. <laughs> Nigga, I'm not even talking to you. Like, you can't tell if I'm talking to you. Who am I talking to? Okay, because I'm not, I'm not looking at you. So I guess because I said no to his question, because I'm gonna respond, um, even though I'm not, even though I'm not looking at you. So because I said no to his question, he saw it as an opportunity still to speak to me some more. So then when he said, oh hello, ooh, look, ooh, yeah, he did something like that. He was like, ooh hello, and. He looked like a fucking nerd. Like, just, ew, what are you talking about? Like, why are you talking to me, you know? He had these, like, bifocals on. Can't even stand it. He's wobbling while he's walking like a pi- like a penguin. Not penguin, uh, a pigeon. Probably a penguin, too. But just, like, looking dumb and stupid. Like, it, don't talk to me. So I walk out, right? I'm walking towards where I parked, which is like a street over. And he was initially, you know, behind me. Not behind me, but like I was walking away from him because I'm going backwards now towards my car. And I'm thinking he's at the position that he's at. Like I didn't think that he was then going to come up behind me. So the way I am, like, I'm, I'm quick to turn around. Like, I'm quick to turn around. I'm quick to assess, to assess the environment. And if I feel like you're following me or you're too close, if you're just behind me, nigga, 
oh, I'm, I'm going to stop. I'm going to look at you in your eye and make you uncomfortable. And that's what I did. So he ended up coming up behind me. It's a couple of feet away. Not, not like he's close. Like, it's a good six feet. And But I noticed that he was behind me. And I'm like, oh, okay. Okay, I'm excellent. I'm very alert. Like, I'm not on my phone. I'm not one of those people like, oh, I'm, I'm going to be on my phone. I'm listening to a podcast, you know, I mean, listen to my podcast, but like, be aware. I don't care how light in the day it is. Be aware of your surrounding because you never know. And so he is now walking in the same direction as I am. I'm like, okay, it's either he is following me or he's going somewhere. I don't know. But either way, you're behind me. I said no to the question that you asked me. You then responded with, oh, hello. I didn't respond. I walked away, and you're behind me. You see how that makes me feel a little weird? It's just like, I don't know what you're trying to do. And granted, yeah, the world's not all about me, Maxine. Get out your fucking head. The point is, I don't know. (laughs) Right? And it's better to be safe than sorry. So I stopped walking. I stopped walking and I stood. And it is what I think this is a good defense mechanism for all you ladies out there listening. You know, shout out to y'all. No, no, no. But seriously, I stopped walking. I stopped walking and I stood. And I'm looking up like, okay, nigga, I, I wish you would. And I, you know, of course, I don't wish. I don't wish. <laughs> right? I really don't. Please don't. Please don't do anything, Massa. No. <laughs> I don't wish any of that, but you know, like I'm kind of like talking big shit inside of me. Like, I don't know. Like I, I guess I got my keys on me. I got something. I don't know. It's daylight. I don't think anything is going to happen necessarily, but you have to stand in a way that shows you are fearless, right? Like you can't cowtail to these niggas. You really can't. You have to, because I noticed that when you do, and when you show fear, right, when your eye starts to quiver and you're like, oh, I'm fine, please don't bother. Like, they they get off on that. Like, it's a power trip for them, right? I remember being very young, walking home from school, and I would show that I was afraid of this group of people, these, like, group of teenagers who, they probably weren't even teenagers. They probably were just, like, early young adulthood age. And they just look scary. Like, they were all, I don't know, probably was a gang. I don't know, just a couple of niggas, okay? And the way that they were dressed, like, it freaked me out. And there were times when I was walking home and I would show that I was freaked out. I would purposely walk too fast. Um, I would, like, you could see it in my face. Like, I wouldn't play it off. And what you need to do in these circumstances, you have to put on your poker face, you have to even put on a mad face. Like, sometimes I have a resting bitch face, and not, it's not like I, I, I'm a bitch or, like, I want you to think I'm mean. It's just that I have to let you know, don't fuck with me, right? And if you do, it won't be an easy fuck with me situation, right? You, like, you can't easily snatch me up. At least I'm going to go out fighting, right? At least I'm going to go out with you know, some scratches and, you know, bruises and all that. Anyway, so I stood there. I stopped walking. I stood there, and I waited for him to pass me. Because one thing about me, one thing that I've learned, I don't know if I watched something or just some experiences that I've had is when you feel like someone is following you, stop walking, 
wait until they are in front of you, ahead of you, really, and then continue your journey. Or even go into a store and like act like you're in that store and wait until that person passes you by. And then even if they were following you, they eventually decide, you know what, never mind, I'm not going to do this shit anymore. You know, whatever they were going to do, they decide not to anymore. So that's what I've learned. So again, you know, at any time of the day, just do that if you feel like someone's following you. So I stopped walking. I stood there. He finally walks to a point where he's a, he's catching up to my um to my position and I he's like about to speak to me he then says this he's like okay well have a good day have a good day like <laughs> he's t- what <laughs> why are you still talking to me you know just a moment ago you said something to me I didn't respond and now you say something again to me like you why does that make sense in your head I didn't I didn't respond again and he ended up walking into the buildings. I think that's where he was going or he lives or whatever. So, um, whatever. So, I just feel like that is a cautionary tale. <laughs> Stop walking. Wait till they go ahead of you and act like you have a big-ass attitude and let that show in your face so that they won't fuck with you. Now, you know, if he's still, like, it's a crazy-ass nigga, all of that won't matter, right? But I think at the very least – it does, and um, it could stop something from happening that may have happened. So, yeah, you know, rest in pieces, woman. Um, the blood found on her phone is disturbing and is telling enough that she probably was a victim of murder and probably from the hands of this man who decided to give her $500 and she accepted. Like, it's just, I think the cautionary tale is to stop getting so influenced by this lifestyle that's being pushed upon us because you have, again, they only talk about the perks that you get from this lifestyle, from this, I'm not in the lifestyle, but from that lifestyle, yet, they don't cover these types of stories. And these two women that I just talked about, they're not two of three women, right, in total of all time. No, th- this is this is a common thing. Like, this is a normal, unfortunately, event that takes place if you just happen to be in the company of these creepy-ass men who feel like they're entitled to your body because – you show your body to them all the time, either online or in person at a strip joint, and they feel like, oh, no, 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 this is this is my bitch. This is my bitch, so I'm going to do whatever I want with that bitch, and how dare you try to fight me, you know, fight, fight me off. How dare you? You're mine. All the money I've been giving you, the $500, you better give me this pussy, or you're not going to give me this pussy, and then you start strangling me. Like, that is an event, right? That is a circumstance. That is a series of events that that take place. And you don't have a Cardi B or a Nicki Minaj or a Megan Thee Stallion or a City Girl talking about that side of the thing, you know, that side of the lifestyle. Instead, they only talk about the perks and the glamour and the fame and the riches and the, and the gold. But you have to really wake yourself up and realize oftentimes if you have a sugar daddy 
you're doing more than just, you're not just on a date with this nigga. No. You're going to have to eat his ass when you get home. Okay? You're going to have to let him pee on you and you lick it sometimes. Like, is it really worth the Birkin? Like, is it really worth the Mercedes Benz? Is it really worth it to get pissed on? To have a golden shower? Now, again, if you're in a consensual, healthy relationship, and y'all, you know, that's your kink, that's your kink. I'm not shaming your kink. I'm just saying when you're in a particular dynamic in which you have to just suck it up and take certain behaviors for the benefit of a luxurious item, of a material good, of financial gain, it's just there has to be another way. There's another way, right? And stop getting so sucked up into this fast-paced, you know, fast money society, fast money way of living when it's very dangerous. It's very dangerous and it's not something that you should be at all promoting or or just enthralled in. Like you I think your life should mean more than that. So shout out to this cautionary tale ass episode, huh? <laughs> you know, these two cases, I just came across them. And it really just resonated with me and I, and, you know, just recognizing how the city girl lifestyle is really the cause of this circumstance, right? Like this, the culture that is of a city girl. I'm not, and I'm not fixating on the city girls, right? Those two women in particular, I'm just fixating on the culture that they're promoting and that they're thriving off of. They're not recognizing the danger that is in that culture. And so these two cases are just prime examples of the danger in that culture. Like, sure, you may get your Birkin, you may get your Mercedes Benz, you may get your Range Rover. Yeah, but you may get killed in two weeks right? Because your stock is at your door. Is it worth it? Anyway, y'all, thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you enjoyed any part in this episode, the whole thing, please be sure to leave a strong positive review on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify. Make sure to give me five stars and leave a written review. I think that's awesome as well. So be sure to do that. Explain why you love this episode and why you love this podcast just in general so much so thank you again for listening and i will check in with you all next time peace thank you for tuning in to another episode of god built this podcast with your host maxine be sure to leave a review give me five stars and of course subscribe also follow god built this podcast on instagram at god built this pod god bless